get ready. <laughs> if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You damn right. <laughs> that should have been in the talk too. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the dad. That, that would have been good. <laughs> I would have went with that See, one. See, that would have been like that would have been uplifting and funny though. Uplifting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely uplifting for sure. I would enjoy that. Oh yeah. I've been on my afro. My afro vibes. I got I got an African wind coming up. There you go. I need to book that fly. You booked it? No, uh, no. I need to. Marky Misses, episode 16. Yeah, Brandon love this song. I'm like, who's this? I never heard this song before. So who's DJing your wedding? You're the DJ. Got the homie DJ, man. He DJ Solange's wedding. So that's the, that's the only Ooh, prerequisite you need. Good yeah. Good enough for Solange. Good so enough for me. One sentence on the record. Yeah, that's why I got to get my, I gotta get my uh, <laughs> one line tribal resume. clothing. Shit, Mike by DJ my wedding. Right. I don't even care. Uh, I, I, th- I definitely think weddings are my best DJ moments. I believe that. Yeah, I, I definitely. Because you lost and shit. You get energy. Yeah. You can really get in your bag. Feel the love. You, and you, Especially when it's family. You understand the people who yeah, are there. That part's big. People want to have a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, episode 16. This, welcome, welcome, welcome. Again, oh, man, we're doing back-to-back. Moving, moving fast. We yeah. have been moving fast, man. Marketing Misfits Podcast. Welcome back yeah. to the Marketing Misfits Podcast. There you go. I am Mike Summers. Stuart Cornelius. You made me want to say my full name. <laughs> <laughs> Your government. government. That's the afro. That's the afro, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you right. Oh, uh, that's afro beats, man. All right. Oh, we don't have nobody else on the podcast? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was All right. All right. That was so sloppy. Episode 16 of Marky Misses Podcast. I am Mike Summers. Stu Cornelius. Goddess Rivera. Ryan Chappelle. Uh, we have a beautiful, beautiful episode for you today. Um, covering... The black Twitter, mm-hmm. the realm of the, the realm, the realm of, of everything, the land of Narnia. Yes. Like I mean, it's <laughs> the multiverse. <laughs> With our special guest, God is. What up? What up? What up? Welcome back. <laughs> get I know. Back to, this, so long. to another episode for us. <laughs> First of all, can we let, let's just shout out like the 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 beautiful aspect of a goddess's name? Oh, Seriously. thank you. Yeah, is yeah. her name is Goddess. Mm-hmm. Spell G O D. Do you do hyphen? Is that yes, what you say? I do the word hyphen. I S. Yes, got it. So, what would Black Twitter do with your name? Would they do anything with it? No, they've been pretty we, cool about it. Okay. We need. We need. A, <laughs> you know what would be dope, yo? What's that? A Black Twitter uh, name generating engine. Oh my Ooh, god, I love hot. it. Let's Damn, I shouldn't have said that on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, that shit just hit me. Like oh. you giving away shit for free. Yeah, I know. Right? I'm wilding. I'm wilding. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be good. All right, so, so go ahead, Mike. Goddess, tell us a little bit about uh about your back. Oh man, um, so the global director of culture and community at Twitter, but I come to Twitter with a long time, a decade, because I'm old. Y'all talking about getting married? I've been married ten years. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> long time. Oh, shout out to my husband, Jay. What a lovely man. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> lovely man. Shout out, girl. She's that quiet storm voice calling right? her man. You, know, you better call your man like that. Yes. That's how you keep it popping for a decade. <laughs> um, yeah, but my background is um, in social strategy. I worked at agency, so I'm an ad girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, term platform, term techie. We need more ad I've been trying to get goddess on this side forever, so I'm just happy it actually happened. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. the homie. Mm-hmm. You guys are all the homies, so oh, I'm glad yeah, to be yeah. here. I'm glad we got goddess on. Goddess is... Goddess is the man's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
as much as as much as the woman can be the man, she's the man. <laughs> oh yeah, I just want to know me. So I so I skipped over Twitter. So I skipped over a couple of social platforms. I skipped mm. over Snapchat. Okay. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. No. Went over straight to Instagram. Okay. Um, don't use Facebook anymore. Yeah. And mm. I don't use Twitter. I think my last. Tweet, oh, you're an excellent marketer. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> how can I get you to come with my company? <laughs> but, but listen, I, I win awards at work. So. Ooh. Um, that's not even a humble brag. Receipts. Got bombs. Oh man, we've had a couple things to drink. Um, <laughs> a few. No, but um, so I'm curious if you can describe to the people mm-hmm. if you could define what Black Twitter is for those that don't know. It's a it's an elusive thing. Mm-hmm. Elusive yeah. is a good word. It is a good. But word. it also kind of hides in plain sight. It, yeah. it will tear you up. It, it, it's like an alligator, right? It's like eyeballs yeah. be lurking and then, then you say gone. something and it, it pop, pop off real quick. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. Pop, oh, it's bad. I feel bad pop. saying this like act- actively being on like three articles for dragging somebody today. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, not a good day for me. The reason why people be getting away with stuff because nobody check now. them. Come on. Sometimes you need to be checked. You need to know, right. it's need like to know why you're wrong. <laughs> It's like a spirit spirit animal is an alligator or a wolf. That's the only thing mm. I think about. It's it's lurking and we got some unicorns in there too. Shadows yeah. and then dark. No, I think I think what it is is it's it's the digital representation of black community. Um and Ooh, I think good. we I like that. That's good. Yeah, it that's that's exactly what it is. And like I think what's dope about it is that it kind of represents um all that we was talked about a lot about black people not being a monolith, right? So it kind of mm-hmm. represents this incredible swath of who we are. And what I love about Twitter so much, you should join us, mm-hmm. um, is that, you know, we use words, we use conversation to express who we are. And that is always who black people have been across the diaspora. Mm-hmm. Um, although we are very creative and can use images and, of course, take to other platforms, there's something about the power of conversation and words um, where we've been able to really show our point of view. Um, so I think what Black Twitter is is why it's so dope is just is that as Stu said it really does exist in plain sight because if you don't understand Black culture you don't identify with it you literally have no idea what you can read about. it and it don't mean yeah, nothing it's to like you. hieroglyphics you know what I mean You're right. so, mm, that's good yeah. you know and I think that's what's been so fascinating to me as a Black woman who loved Twitter has been my favorite platform for years not even just because I worked there. Um, now, but I think what's really special about it is this idea is that Twitter is a democratized space. So for so long, I talk a lot about history and sociology in my work. And I think it's important to note that we had to ask for platforms where we were often denied as black people. So can I get this job on CNN? Am I going to get, you know, to be this anchor? Am I going to get to be this radio host? Am I going to get to be on TV? That was how our narrative was shared with the world. And even then we were on very, we were in huge constraints to not speak about our culture. We had to talk about things a certain way where you've got this unfiltered, unbridled 280 characters that, okay, that has the (laughs) same weight as presidents of huge countries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those kind of that way of being able to interject our story into the narrative, not just all the draggings, although that does happen. We can talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But also our joy, who we are um, and sharing that and also challenging the narrative that has often been thrust upon us. So I think it's a really interesting space and it's what's fascinated me the most about Twitter forever. And I'm glad to now be there and get a chance to really start to connect with people from that community. Man, that doesn't get you on, bro. Right. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I I guess I got to reignite my like, (laughs) check it out, Bob. Uh, I will say. And, and you took a break too, Mike. I did. And I, and I, I mingle a lot. Like Twitter 
is like my favorite company to mingle with. It's like, fun. It, it is, I'm not surprised. Oh yeah. <laughs> I went you. to South by Southwest and I literally I might have stayed in, in the, in the Twitter, Twitter house. house. I yeah. was lit in. Yeah. <laughs> it was over there typing shit. I was camped out. <laughs> I was totally, I eventually they were like, hey mama, you wanna <laughs> <laughs> What's your badge at? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so wait, dumb, dumb question. Yeah. So no such thing. 140 characters was that a thing? 280 it was. now. 280 now. When did it? When did 280 happen? About a year yeah. and a half ago. Year and a half ago. Yeah. And how did it change Twitter? Did it? Well, the reason why people they, was able to go on a little bit longer rant or like. Well, no. Well, so Twitter. So Jack, who's our CEO, Jack Dorsey, he's very involved with how conversation evolves on the platform. Like mm-hmm. it's something that he is like really interested in. And it's something that he really wants to preserve because, like Goddess mentioned, it's important that conversations stay kind of at the core of what Twitter actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, what we were finding was that people in other countries, 140 characters wasn't sufficient enough to make a coherent statement mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a coherent um, thought. Thought, right? And the reason why it was 140 before is because of text message limits back in the day, right? When Twitter was founded mm-hmm. at its inception, it was a mobile-based platform right. pre-app, right? So Jack was kind of like, well, we don't have those constraints anymore. So why are we still kind of holding on to this? Yes, we love the short bursts. We love brevity. We love all of that. But if we can give people a little bit more um, you know, of a canvas with which to kind of display their thoughts, maybe it encouraged them to, to, to speak a little bit more. Well, that's super interesting because that's real estate, though, right? Mm-hmm. So like when you mm-hmm. add that 280, then yeah. you're, you're taking away real estate. And you take, like, for instance, LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> LinkedIn. You've had some fun oh, on LinkedIn. Mad, mad real estate. Oh, yeah. I have the whole page. <laughs> I know. I, bruh, when I got trending and it was like my 30-second birthday, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were I was like, oh, no, I'm trending on LinkedIn on my birthday. Damn. I am officially I watched. made it. Yeah, I yeah, made yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it, so, so I think people... People in the marketing industry applaud LinkedIn because they, they haven't the algorithm hasn't necessarily suppressed it the same way as suppressed other mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. platforms yet from organic perspective, but they do suppress based on real estate. Mm-hmm. So if you just to give a little blurb, you get maybe you know a, a larger percentage of your people are going to um, see see your your content. If you put a video or a picture in there, you're taking up more real estate, so just mm-hmm. a slightly less percentage of your people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. If you give them a link um, to go off the site. Even less, we're going to see it because LinkedIn is like, oh, why are you sending people? Yeah, you know, yeah, to another party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are different <laughs> levers they pull to kind of make. Exactly. I mean, 280 on our platform, even though it doubles in character, 140 was so little that 280 yeah. is kind of like not that bad. And <laughs> a lot of brands, one, don't use that many characters. It's, all, yeah. it's actually a best practice to not use all of those characters. You should be able to get your message across yeah. before that. Yeah. Um, and most people use it. Typically in a response to something, but if I'm speaking in a different language, you just need that real estate for it to make sense, mm-hmm. right? And to Jack, that's more important. The conversation right. and the content that comes with that, we, we want to make it easier for, for you to bring it in. And if your only barrier to entry is, I can't make a, and you hear this all the time before, I can't make a coherent sentence or statement mm-hmm. or thought in 140 characters. I'm not, th- I just don't have that. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason why Jack he wanted to democratize that conversation and have people feel like they can share. Mm. All right, I, I want to um, get into the bag of how did you monetize, mm-hmm. or if you should monetize mm-hmm. in Black Twitter. So I think <clears throat> that's that's been one of the things that is really interesting because 
coming from the the ad world, I'm very familiar with audiences and targets, and I think it's been really interesting to watch. <laughs> oh yeah, um, it's been really interesting to watch people who have been traditional advertisers on other platforms come to Twitter and try and replicate that kind of same strategy. And I think the the beautiful thing about Twitter, its superpower. Um, is the idea is that the monetization is not in the targeting. It's not in, I am going to feed this, uh, you know, always in just feed this creative to this, this group. Although, message, yeah. right, although that does absolutely happen and mm-hmm. it works very well when done um, the right way. But I think that while that's happening, some of the, the bigger superpower is understanding this group. Yeah, You know what I mean? For me, I was a young marketer. I thought I was going to be a journalist. I was like, oh, I'm going to go work at Essence. And then I was, you know, getting out of school and they were like, there's no more print publications. Oh, right. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> she thought she was Khadija from Living uh, Singles. No, so she oh, thought I was going to have Max Flavor living magazine. around the corner. <laughs> My like, sister Ray was like Jean. that. My sister was there, yeah. yeah she, I did not thing. have Regine. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me take this marketing coordinator, you know, yeah. and get some money in my pocket because <laughs> right, my daddy and bills. mama's looking at me like, for real? Crazy, yeah. But, I mean, I say all that to say, like, you know, getting into this space and just, I I had no idea about the ad world. I didn't go to school for that. I, I had to pivot. And Twitter mm-hmm. was my, someone said to me on the interview, on an interview the other day, Twitter was my Britannica. And it Ooh. still is my encyclopedia. Steve, Steve. I followed Adweek and AdAge and every CEO I could think of to try and not be at a networking event and have somebody talk about, you know, content marketing. I Man, I'm d- dating myself. Some of these terms are like 09, 08. <laughs> and, not, and have, you know, know what they were talking about. And so mm-hmm. I think that kind of same approach to communities and culture is what we can also bring to a lot of our partners as well. And so when you say target, um, we don't want to commoditize that community. We want to protect it and let it still operate where where they can celebrate and talk about the joy of being black or identifying with the culture or challenge things as we have been doing today. I, I think the monetiz- monetization, I think that's the wrong word. I think that's a trigger word for this community. Yeah, and so, yeah I was going to yeah, say, we have to be very... Now, now this, what I like to say is, you can participate yes. right. in a way that is meaningful. Mm. But but for us, I think in in my mind, as I think about, you know, black Twitter and Twitter as, as a whole, we don't want to monetize that mm-hmm. audience directly. What we want is to give that audience the tools to continue to put right. out the stuff that they're putting out because that content brings our audience to the platform. Brings fans. And in. then you can monetize them right. outside of that of that. Uh, kind of space so that I've makes always, sense oh, go ahead drug dealer by jordan is crackhead by crack and the white man get paid off all of that oh yeah thank God. you thank you kanye <laughs> <laughs> thank, all thank, you. thank you thank you kanye i appreciate thank you. that thank but you. i also i think it's also important too like even the part like participating now i'm very cautious and i'm very protective yeah it, it, it has to you make, know what i mean it has, like, has to make sense, sense yeah. right but i think the bigger part is like for me in the ad world where i talked about this it was like well you see these copywriters like there they go mm-hmm. you see these strategizers you know they're right there yeah. like you could just Reach out to them and hire, and hire them or partner with them. Like so I want right. to get into um, positive or negative sentiment. Okay. Mm on, on <laughs> That's it. That's the question. That's the question. Now, intern, go and have your <laughs> um, No, but I think, wait, before, this, before you... making the band? Right, yeah. No, like... Before you get into that, I guess my thought was around how you insert yourself in conversation. Mm-hmm. So you have to have... Some as a brand. Of, as a brand. Yeah, yeah. So you... I guess my question is around, is it almost like you have need like a PR asset to insert yourself in conversation? So what, I'm, what I mean by that is something 
conversation worthy. Right. And same thing would be press worthy to insert yourself in that conversation. Mm -hmm. So whether that's a new, could be a new item or a new limited edition, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you like, what are those different types of assets you can leverage to insert yourself in conversation organically? I mean, for me, I think of brands as people, right? So it's like, wait, uh oh, don't that's uh, not don't a get thing. don't get too started. Uh, LR. Uh, that's what? the thing. That's not for every. That's not for. Every it's not platform. for everybody. But that's but what, on Twitter, but, that's the power. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing. It's it's not for every platform. But on Twitter, it's like to me, Twitter's the barbershop. Twitter's the corner. You know what I mean? So okay. would you roll up in a barbershop and like say, I think this or I, you know what I mean? You would <laughs> no. look crazy, right? As an individual, if right. that if that's your persona. But if you know every if you know a few people in a barbershop, you've been in there before, you know what's popping, you know this this album. But if I got a but if I got a good plate of ribs, then I'm I'm popping over there. No, like, I'm just saying you, like you know what I'm Don't saying? try like, to gentrify black people. Okay. Right. Ah. It's be, like be our ally. Yeah, be, be our ally. ally. All right. Like so you know, somebody who's not comfortable in that space wouldn't just bust up in there like, hey, I need everybody to talk to me and also buy from me. That's not gonna work, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense like that. So I think it's it's more about thinking how how versed are you in this space? How versed are you with this in with the voices in this space? How have you connected with them? How have you listened to them and learned? Sometimes it's not always about talking; it's about I'm listening. You know, how do we take what we're learning back and push our creative to be better? We talked about what we heard. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about some reactions to different creative that speaks to groups like this. How are we listening and learning in a ways and then partnering? Going forward. Mm-hmm. And social responsibility, too. That's another so, aspect of culture. So the reason I was asking about cinnamon, I'm, and I'm glad you uh, you asked that question, Ryan, and we went into, and went into uh, that bag, um, was because it, how do you talk to or, or, or just your POV on companies who are scared to go into that barbershop? Mm-hmm. So companies that... Um, we all want people to push the envelope. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you can push the envelope and quickly get trolled by Twitter. And mm-hmm. I've been in corporate rooms, and I've talked about this before, where I almost feel like, you know, white people are getting scared. Mm-hmm. Like, why? It, 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 I, I've had conversations about me just talking about, like, how our emoji needs to be black. And mm-hmm. people are scared of that because they don't know what black Twitter is going to say at the end of the day on, right. on, on, on making a brand's emoji black. So... I want to know your POV on just kind of how brands should be thinking about that relation and and almost their fear of black Twitter and does that constrain their creativity? I mean, I think going back to my days as a strategist, like I'm always a strategist at heart. We would never enter a market with no idea of what would resonate there. (laughs) And I think to me, even I pushed a lot, even in the ad, my ad days to do research differently. Can we do a dinner a series of dinners at people's house who are willing to host us. Can we just see how people live? Can we spend the day with somebody who is in that world? Like, I think reading a data report is not going to tell you the nuances of somebody. I always say, like, my husband's amazing, but I didn't marry him for any reason that's on his resume, right? Mm -hmm. But those data points are still correct, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't tell you I love him. Mm. And so I think... (laughs) now. over here driving. I have you back. Yeah. <laughs> but you think about like a data report, it's not going to tell you the whole thing. But yeah. if you spent the day with him, if you saw him with our daughter, In then you wild. start to see why I love him, right? Yeah. And so I think the way we think about research and understanding groups, and for me, I have a global role. So I work with marginalized voices and groups on our platform. So thinking about like Tokyo, we wanted to do something where we spoke to women there, but I'm not just going to bust up in there. Mm-hmm. I need to sit and listen and learn and then talk to some of the voices who are willing to talk to me about how, what makes the most impact there. Mm-hmm. We want to go to, Brazil in November, 
what can we do there that has impact on the culture? I'm not from Brazil. I don't live there. Mm -hmm. But I can do my research, and then I got to go talk to people. I think it almost is like the simplistic approach. And for brands who are just used to getting a little bit of Nielsen data, a little bit of that data, and, and just, you know, pushing something out the door, we're just, you know, it's right. evolved. It's just that's not going to work anymore. So so how do you, and, and Dell's advocating it, um, so let's say a lot of people are going into two brands. Let's say you're black. You're black going into a brand, and a lot of those times, maybe there are 10 white people in the brand, you're the one black person, and you go in there, and you're trying to make some type of difference, and mm. yeah, I'm going to do it. I got a, a small sliver of the budget to do one small thing. I do this little one-off thing. One thing gets fucked up, mm -hmm. and, and now it gets trolled by Twitter and, get, and gets ringed because I have this big corporate name behind me, even mm -hmm. though I was the one black person on that brand trying to do something small to make a difference, mm -hmm. but I didn't have the resources to do that research that you were talking about. I had the resources, resources to have the same creative involvement and strategy right. that, that everybody else had in this big campaign. Thoughts? I mean, I think stuff that gets trolled, like, I mean, I think the stuff that just gets reamed is the stuff that's so completely tone deaf and off kilter of what is you know, what resonates with that community. So small budget means maybe a lot of people won't see it, <laughs> but being tone deaf is something different. And yeah. so I think like that, I honestly, and I've been the only several times, the only black person on projects in my agency days, I'd rather not do something and push it out the door or at least say, I've said, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's going to resonate if it's not, if it doesn't feel right now, small budget means maybe we just get 30,000 people to see it. Big mm -hmm. budgets, we get 100 million. But I'm not going to push something out. I don't care if one person sees it. If I feel like it's going to de denigrate someone or completely misrepresent or, you know, erase people's contributions, I think I'd rather just not do that. And mm -hmm. that's what, that would be my advice. Um, and I know it's really hard and there's a privilege in standing up in a room being like, son, this is whack. You know, you could be asked to walk out the door. We're at Will State, in New York. Sure. That's very real. People got families to feed. I get that. Um, but I think the better thing to do is to just say you've made your peace. And I think also the trolling, we'll probably talk a little bit more in another Yo, podcast episode yeah. about redemption mm -hmm. because we got to do something. We mm -hmm. can't keep doing what we did. Mm -hmm. So you, you can't be afraid. I mean, trolling lasts for the night. But yeah, joy it might be. No more. I, 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 wow. <laughs> you really auntie. <laughs> so old, y'all. Oh, Lord. I think, yeah, I think that that's always going to happen. I mean, and it's unrealistic to ever think that you're going to do something, put it out there, and not receive feedback. Right. Good, bad, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care what brand you have. You can, I mean, that's the good can, part about it, right? Yeah. You can, get, uh, you can get immediate feedback. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so. your your personal brand, you'll get that. Oh, I want to move and do X, Y, and Z. You probably have 10 people be like, Ryan, that's a goddamn stupid idea. <laughs> right? Thanks you know what I'm saying? Lot. Or it's right. going to be a great idea, right? Yeah. But yeah, sure. feedback is going to be good either way, good or bad either way. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of have to, if you believe that, the tone that you're taking is the right tone and it's playful and X, Y, and Z. And that was your intention. And you feel like they came off that way. Yeah. You have to be, you have to kind of make peace with that. We so, talked to, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we talked about a few positive examples of who's been able to take advantage of Twitter in a really clever, con, you know, clever way. I think Wendy's was one of the ones that mm -hmm. we've talked about before, like a, a early Shout out to BML Weiner. Come on, names. All right, names. Alumna. Being very clever, and uh, I know Stu talked a lot about personification of brands within mm -hmm. the Twitter platform. Like, I think Way too many letters, by the way. What? <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> uh, so, like, people are uh, brands like, che uh, what is it, Cheetos with Chester Cheetah. Yeah. I think they've done some stuff, too. Mm -hmm. What's some... 
what's been one of the epic fails in terms of when you say someone mm. getting dragged on Twitter um, within black Twitter? Do you yeah. have like a one that sticks out like and what the learning was from it? Well, <laughs> I'm sure one comes to mind when you, you know that you guys might say like, don't do it. <laughs> but I would love to hear which one that is. Um, I just, I think I can like do a safe collective yeah, answer yeah. um, in saying, I think for me, sometimes the vernacular is a mess. Um, we had a moment maybe about 2015-ish, mm-hmm. 2016, where like on fleek was getting thrown around and there was a lot of terms getting thrown mm-hmm. around. Everybody was using on Where it was just So they had like, the Urban Dictionary ready to yeah, go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just, it felt really contrived. It felt whack. It felt like your mama saying it. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that was just a huge miss and it was starting to piss people off where yeah. you did have people like Wendy's who were building that equity, people like Hamburger Helper yep. who Mixed were tape. building that equity and you could almost tell like, oh, I know this person. Right. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, we already knew Hamburger right. Helper. We right. didn't know him, you know, and right. it, or they knew somebody like that mm-hmm. and it felt very real. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the language has gotten a lot of people in, in trouble before. But, um, it's not authentic. It's and not. People, you, hate fake, you hate fake people. Like, right. Again. As a human being you do and as yeah. an individual you do. It's the same for brands. And you're not walking up in that barbershop being like, hello, everybody, I'm Fleek. You're going to sound crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's good. Um, so I, I do want to get into a piece around the sentiment. Um, positive or negative, do you feel, or or mixed, do you feel Twitter is and, and describe it? Black Twitter or Twitter in general? Black Twitter, sorry. Okay. Um for me, black black Twitter for me has been, man, it, it was my other black people in the room when nobody was in the room mm. for me. You know, like I felt like I always had this community to talk through Eric Garner's death, mm-hmm. to talk through Michael Brown, to talk through the Wiz live, mm-hmm. to, you know, to watch it live. Yeah, <laughs> to watch the BET Awards with, to be like, yo, I can't believe this dude got elected. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it was like, it was like the corner, the cookout. It was like people sitting in front of my stoop and we stopped and, and talk and rap, you know, for 20, 30 minutes before you walk upstairs. Mm-hmm. Like that was... It, it's very, it lends itself, which is why I love black Twitter, is because Twitter itself kind of lends itself to how black people across the diaspora have always communicated, which is what's so fascinating to me. And so I think I, when you say sentiment, I, I will say that sentiment is the same as any cookout you would go to, right? It, it's like you might see a fight break out. Like yeah. somebody said, you know, yeah. somebody sitting on one side that don't talk to the other side, yeah. or somebody yeah. over there, but yeah. you don't see somebody like, yo, it's all love. I ain't seen you in a minute. Or right. you, so you're going to hear somebody like, yo, you heard that album that came out? Da, da, da. We all going to talk about that yeah. for a minute. Like it's that kind of same, yeah. it's that same feeling. But the whole time of the cookout, you're still glad to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's important to me. I, I, I'm always glad to be there. I'm glad it exists. So I need to join. Damn, I've been at Twitter saying. for five years. I don't think I ever encapsulated that. <laughs> <laughs> that was just really good. That was amazing. That was really good. All right, and we're about to have to wrap up. Um, yeah. On the way out, I'm going to do a lightning round real quick. Ooh. Lightning round. A lightning round on um, <laughs> black Twitter topics. Okay. <laughs> that are popping right now. Okay. <laughs> want you to say what it is, what your feelings are. Mm. All right. Hopefully, Correct. we know these. <laughs> Okay. Exactly. This is a little bit of a test. All this right. is definitely Let's a little go. bit of a test. Let's go. I'm like, I know none of them because I'm not on the <laughs> yeah. platform, but you know. There's Let's actually a big theme going on right now. You'll, you'll, yeah, you'll, stuff you'll know it is. Our stuff floats to Instagram. We're we uh, working honey. on you. We're yeah. working on you. Don't worry. I'll try it out. <laughs> little, little Mermaid. Oh, I've been watching that too. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, 
come on, brown girls are here to stay. Y'all got to get over it. Love that conversation. It's a fictional fucking character. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, and get crabs over it. are not Jamaican yeah. and talk. Right. Oh. <laughs> exactly. She has a friend who's a flounder named Flounder. Under the sea. Yeah. Uh, and the issue here is, is um, a black woman. I forgot her name. What's her name? What's her real name? What you mean the, the 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 girl's playing uh, 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 uh Haley 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 Bailey Haley 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 Another project I got to work on. Um, there's Come a lot on. of there's a lot of conversations about Lion King, so I was just yeah. I was gonna say there's a lot of them. <laughs> I'll quickly say that that's one of the things I love about Black Twitter is that you have this nostalgic moment of this big film that now we have a lot more access and I think communication from our you know African brothers yeah. and sisters. Like yeah, we here, we all want to go Black Panther with it. Yes, listen. <laughs> but there's also really complex conversations going on about when it's what is appropriation and when it's right to be more inclusive across the diaspora. So won't get into too much of that, yeah. but I think those are some of the complex conversations you could see. Lion King happened. It ain't Pride Rock. That's Wakanda outside. That's that's the oh country part of Wakanda. Yeah, that's what you don't know. <laughs> but I will say, if you look at the people that played the voices when the movie first started, or first came out. Matthew Broderick, and, y'all. Number yeah. one, I can't stand him. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And you look at oh, and you man. look at who is playing who JTT. now. I think That's this gross. is a better this is this oh. is light years <laughs> from from a, it's a mostly black ass cast and shout out Jason Weaver right yeah shout, shout out Jason, Jason Weaver the homie um, had to do all the representation I'm sorry but I still think I still think Beyonce's voice is too sultry for I agree for knowledge. I agree like, I agree we talked, I think I we agree. talked about that we talked about somebody, yes. someone said that, yeah, that that voice is a little too sexy too sultry yeah. I'm sorry uh, alright um breaking news uh Harriet Tubman <laughs> Yeah. What, wait, what is this? The what? trailer? I tell you, there's a lot of movies. Today. It's the big yeah. thing. Oh, there's a movie trailer for Harry Tubman? Yes. yes. And I think oh, I saw I'm a lot of positive react- reaction to it, but it was that same kind of thing. Cynthia Irvia was a British-American mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. There was talk of, yeah. does she have some old tweets that yeah. may or may have been, or may or may not have been somewhat disparaging? I, I don't know the context of, of all Next of that. Next episode, we're getting into old tweets. Oh, Lord. Tune in to part Receipt. two oh, of wow. Black Twitter episode. They're going to pull up them tweets from like 10 years ago and shit? Oh. Come on, come through. You can pull I, all I, mine up. Oh, I Twitter bond mine. <laughs> yeah, you got rid of all yours. I, I deleted. If you knew what I was saying, <laughs> oh, bl- I can only imagine. Oh my God, eighteen-year-old Mike was, was talking say, like eighteen-year-old Mike. Yeah, I'm sure. It literally like bombs I, right I know eighteen-year-old Mike. I'll tell you. I'm sure, it was I sadly Twitter growth, didn't exist. Growth. When I was eighteen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that made just put the knife in and turn it. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh, mine's bad. I talk. I talk like I talk. I didn't talk like I was on the internet. Yeah, no, I <laughs> yeah, I got you. You didn't talk like you have a podcast. Now. <laughs> I talked like it was two a.m. in the morning. Oh, I am drunk and eighteen. Yeah, uh, actually, I was eighteen. I'm sorry. I got that. Yeah. I was like twenty one. I was about to 21. say like, okay, please. Yeah. You were I get my graduations mixed up. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, twenty one. Co- co- college graduation. There we go. Not, there we go. Yeah, okay. I still know eighteen year old Mike. My, my, yeah. Mine still stands. Much right, I know, right? Cool. <laughs> what else you got? Okay, um, last up. Okay. ASAP Rocky. Oof. Oof. Oh, I see Trump jumping jumping on the train now too. I did. Oh, I did. Kanye yeah. yeah. called mm. call Trump. So we're reporting live oh, from ASAP nice. Rocky. ASAP Rocky is in Sweden. 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 Prison, yeah. uh, in Swedish prison right now for some 
Shit. Assault. He's probably um, a fight or something that yeah. broke out. He's yeah. probably being treated real Ka- well, though. Kanye West. Um, he is not. He's saying he's not. They're saying he's oh, well, that's shit. allegedly that's not. Allegedly. That's the whole issue. Kanye yeah. West allegedly hits up Donald Trump and Kanye says, West and Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. They made a point to point them both. Yeah. Okay. 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 Kanye saying. West and. Because Kim is 2 0 right now. And Kim Kardashian West. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Kim Kardashian West. The West. Yeah, the the Westesses. <laughs> the Westesses hit, hit up Donald Westeros. Trump. And, <laughs> <laughs> and asked that to get their um, African American friend oh, no. out, of, out of prison <laughs> overseas. Donald Trump tweets and says, I will do my best. Go, did he get extended God. time after he made that phone call? I don't know. Did he? That's oh. what I heard. <laughs> he supposed to be. He supposed to be out this week. Oh, is it? That's what he was okay. supposed to be. I haven't looked. But the, check, the issue but. is too that 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 mm-hmm. Mr. Asap Rocky. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, get in your bag, guys. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna say no opinions. I am gonna say no. I think Bronx again, don't mess with Harlem. Listen, That's number one. You gonna start look, there? You already ready to throw him under the bus, huh? I got upset with them, but I mean, I'm just. I, I think again, that's Twitter is that that place where you can have this really complex conversation about you don't want to see a black man who's been mistreated in a global jail somewhere or any jail, right? However, but, however, there he has made ASAP <laughs> Rocky had made comments in mm-hmm. an interview. That was really disparaging to the Black Lives Matter movement and mm-hmm. kind of. Someone said it was more like he, he came across as privileged. Yeah, guess, I'm or? still confused Based, on that. He came, he came across as like. <laughs> he's dismissive. beneath that. Yeah. He's beneath that now. He has yeah. money now. He's interested yeah. in his women and mm-hmm. his his riches. He's mm-hmm. also said some really awful. He lives in Soho in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Beverly Hills, yep. Yeah, but and, your mama and yeah. your cousins and everybody they and still all of that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and people, you know, your friends. So again, and also he said some really awful stuff about. Um, Dark-skinned black women, mm-hmm. which is really upsetting. Dark-skinned black women can't wear red uh, lipstick. lipstick, which is just oh, stupid mm-hmm. and ridiculous. And mm-hmm. again, I would love to see his oh, mother, sorry. who I would assume is a beautiful shade of dark yeah. brown. But I mean, I think I think that's the the thing is that we can dig into all that. We can we can want two things at one time. We can want him to be really responsible and seeing how hurtful that is, and how in a split second you can be on the other side of people rallying for you. Well, you gotta see what the <laughs> comeback looked like. Mm. Mm. And that's yeah. what, and that's what I'm saying. That's that's my thing. Is like. I mean, he's a young man, and I think that that's silly. But I also believe that we gotta see what the comeback look like. You got? If, is he, are you gonna come back like Meek, or are you gonna continue to be yeah. stupid? Oh, great album, Meek. Yeah, <laughs> if he come back, give us a, uh, a conscious mean, album, that'd be lit. Mike, Meek's album is good, but it's a lot of like yelling. I well, that's just Meek. I mean, that's, that's not new. I can't, I can't listen to a whole album Meek. No, I will say, as a non-Meek fan, I actually really enjoy it. Me too. I like it, but I can't listen to it all the way through. Wow. It's like a lot of yelling. I can't listen to it at nine. I think somebody said no, not at all. Meek's albums are made for uh, dudes who yell in the barbershop. Bro, yes. No, yes. <laughs> dudes who yell in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Meek who loves Twitter. Yeah, he does. Oh, man. He just got him a little record off that. Yeah. Black Twitter. Yeah. That's another mm-hmm. one. Booked him a, a producer. Yeah. We'll have episode two of this one. Come on. I'll be back, so. guys. I'll be back. Black Twitter good one on one. I love this. Episode two. Good. Oh, this was an amazing, amazing episode, and I love my Afro beats right now. Yep. Um, I love it, too. I love it. I'm, I love here, it. I'm here for all of it. Here for all of it. <laughs> right. It's like Ray came up better. It's, that's, 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 that's what <laughs> we came up with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, episode 16 of the Marky Misses Podcast. I am Mike Summers. Stu Cornelius. Goddess Rivera. Ryan Chappelle. Rate and review, fellas.
say I take grace and unama. But I just pray you the money on your mind.